when Dan had showed me all those leads, I think you guys maybe had a couple clients then you had like one really good case study that was kind of mind blowing to me or maybe two. Um, and we're just kind of getting there, but this massive demand for people contacting you guys. Um, mm. What was cool yeah. about that experience too, once we started landing people, it wasn't like we were just uh, getting people on the books and then experimenting. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ecom Growth Show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, today's I'm really excited about because we are we're sharing part two of our founder story. Today we have Patrick Schilling joining us, and we're gonna basically pick up where we left off. But real quick, if you haven't seen part one, I'm just gonna quickly recap it for you. Um, me and Daniel, we we grew up in manual labor doing commercial fishing. And somewhere along the way, that uh, didn't work for us anymore. Daniel rolled his boat, almost killed him, almost killed Patrick and a few others. <laughs> <laughs> and we made this transition out of the manual working labor world, out of commercial fishing. Really had to go against the grain to start a digital marketing agency. Yep. We started out doing video production. Uh, failed pretty hard for about a year, but found something very special along the way. We discovered some things we, we, we came into agreement with a belief that we didn't have to do things the same way our families have done them before us. And we, it set us on a trajectory to become what we are today. So that's kind of where we want to pick up the story is this transition, you know, out of our first year of complete failure and into seeing a potential for an e-com growth agency. Can I just say, Rob, you have quite the radio voice <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it sounds so good it's just smooth dude <laughs> I that think was it's a the great mics, introduction but, and but recap. thank you dude and i remember oh. so where we kind of left off too was we we got we it was our first year of our video production agency and it was kind of really failing right mm -hmm. we talked about how much money we made but had a full-time employee mm -hmm. and we took nothing home at the end of that year and at just that, three people working as hard as they can for one person to get paid <laughs> pretty much what it was for a whole year. Not only that, but in like the space of a tiny closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but this was, Patrick wasn't even uh, with us then. Uh -huh. That came later once we're like, we got these videos, mm -hmm. but when we're giving them to clients, they don't know what to do with them. So that led mm -hmm. us on this whole journey of learning more about digital marketing, Mm -hmm. Facebook and Instagram ads specifically. So we actually hired a mentor to help us kind of start an agency. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we kind of launched our funnel. Oh, <laughs> you're right over there. Dude, I got something weird in my throat. <laughs> that word me. funnel really got yeah, you. That funnel got me. <laughs> so we, when, when we launched our funnel, we were having all these leads coming in. But you and I knew nothing about sales. We were just taking all these calls and like mm -hmm. spending money to get these leads on the phone, but we weren't closing anybody mm -hmm. like one or two here or there, just enough to pay for ad spend. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time, Patrick, you came over to my house and we were having a conversation kind of about our, our transition and stuff. And mm -hmm. you, you kind of didn't take it seriously. You're like, dude, you guys are so good at video though. Why would you switch? And then I like kind of showed you our process and our system and like the leads that were coming in and you're like, dang, dude, 
I bet I could close some of these for you. I remember, I remember he's like, dude, because he was working at insurance in the time. So boat rolled. Uh, we all kind of went our separate separate ways. Patrick launched his career in selling insurance, which yeah. he's super, super good at. You can tell us a little bit about that. But I remember one thing you said when we showed you our process. You're like, dude, do you know how many how many lunches I need to buy somebody before we get to that point in the conversation? And you guys are <laughs> lining up like five of these calls a day or whatever. And not even close it up. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was crazy. <laughs> so but, you, you saw the potential. Like, we, we definitely thought it was cool. We saw the potential because there's these businesses that we felt we could really help with. And, and when we had the mentor and the support system, we were actually able to get like some pretty cool results right off the bat for the people that yeah. did come aboard. Yep, totally. Um, so you you really saw the potential, and you like you're like, what? Do you, yeah, just basically, we're wondering why why we couldn't get any of them to come work with us, dude. But let's back up, Patrick, a little bit. Yeah. So after the boat rolled, uh, kind of what did you do after that point? Because we already told that whole story. I don't think we need to go through it again but yeah. what did you do from that point on and then kind of where our road connects we can go into that thanks dude i didn't feel like crying on this podcast so perfect <laughs> <laughs> good um, yeah well i'll back i won't tell the whole boat story at all but i'll back up a tiny bit before then because actually by the time that that boat thing happened um i think we'd all been talking about stuff a little bit um i'd already kind of decided so basically i'll go really really quick Okay, go for it. Hey, no hurry. If you want to retell the boat story, let's go there. Yeah, because you, you bring tell. a totally different perspective. We're in no hurry. This is uh, <laughs> this is a good story. So take your time. Sweet. Do what you will. Dude, sounds good. No, I was just gonna back up a little bit. I don't not necessarily about the boat story, but just kind of where I came from. So, um, I was born in Seattle, moved down to Oregon. That's where I spent most of my life in a little town up there. And then when I was eighteen or nineteen years old, I came up to Alaska. Um, the summer after I got up there, I got on a, a fishing boat and first boat I got on, was a really good opportunity for me. The guy who had fished, hadn't fished very much. He was in Bristol Bay. I just got a lot of experience. I spent, every single person on the crew was brand new. So I ended up becoming like kind of in charge of the, the, doing a lot of stuff I had no idea how to do. Um, anyways, I ended up working for another guy, started leasing a boat and I fished for like six or seven years. Um, and it was really awesome for a while. I mean, I think everyone kind of starts off that way. I didn't start off like, you know, Dan as a little, as a little kid by any means, but I was just like enamored with it. And it was kind of like the first time in my life. Like I've always been really ambitious. Like, um, this sounds kind of funny. One of the most meaningful things my dad said to me one time is like, I just know that you're going to be successful like one way or the other. I don't know how mm. it's going to be, but mm. I just like really like hit, hit my heart. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, that's powerful. But, yeah. So I've always been really ambitious on stuff like that. Um, kind of felt like I just didn't really quite have opportunities and going out fishing, especially when I started running my own boat, you know, I wasn't great by any means, but it was the first time in my life that I could really kind of play on like a bigger stage. Mm -hmm. right in front of my face. Mm -hmm. um, but it was like success was right there to be had, you know, and, and it could kind of foster not the greatest mindset. But for me, I loved it because I was like, okay, you know, if you're fishing, you know, consistently, it's like, man, I can stay up for an extra couple hours get up early tomorrow morning and I'm going to make more money. And like, it was just right there, you know? And so it was really cool when I was younger, basically go out for three months, somewhat hellish. And then you get done and like, you can do what you want to some degree if you have a good season. Um, so I really liked it. Uh, I got married at the same time. We had a kid right away. 
And um, back then it was a lot different. Like if you made like 50 or 60 grand in a summer, that was like, I literally felt like I was rich compared to like, you know, it was like, I was like, dude, I freaking made it. Uh Um, But really it's not like that, especially if you have to start having kids. And anyway, so long story short, I fished for several more years, but I'd already kind of gotten to the point where I just started kind of seeing like what it really took to really buy into it. I started seeing people that were, you know, do it their whole life and they're, you know, they're still, there's like this cycle of upgrading and it's just, it, it's a really, it's a beautiful thing in a lot of ways, but it's also just, I mean, I kind of see, start seeing like, Hey, this is a career. I'm not going to like get rich quick from this. And in fact, like, this is really hard with the family and everything else. And then I kind of felt like I was a little bit of a fish out of water. Like I'm, I'm like a big dude and I can work really hard, but I wasn't really like using my mind. I wasn't like super like smart that way with fishing or mm. you know, I didn't grow up. Like I don't like go like sport fishing or anything like that. Now I do a little bit, but Jeez, I got this fly in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it land on you that time, bro. <laughs> I should start taking showers, I guess. <laughs> anyway, so that all came up to it. We actually, before, the, the, when the boat happened, that was on Dan's boat. So I joined him um, his first year on his own. But I'd already quit. So two summers before that, I was like, you know what? We're not doing it anymore. Um, I had a really great opportunity to buy a boat. It's actually the same one that Rob ended up buying. Mm-hmm. And me and Jamie had a big talk and I was like, babe, I think we're probably going to go back several steps to make this happen. Like we're probably going to be kind of bored for a little while, but long-term, I don't think this is like where we want to go or what mm-hmm. we both kind of want. So yeah. anyways, that happened. So then I got it like a big dose of reality. We moved back to where I was from actually in Washington this time. And I just like, was like, holy crap. I was like 24. I didn't really have any skills except for kind of being a people person. And I was like, dude, I can't even get hired at like the mall if I wanted to. <laughs> like it was like super humbling, you know? Yeah. And I went from like, at least up in Alaska, you know, you could like do construction or something and get paid 25 bucks an hour. And it's like, I could go and do construction as a general laborer down there and make like 12 bucks an hour with two kids. Yeah. And it was like, holy mm. crap. So basically that's when I kind of went for my last hurrah on the boat with Dan. He called me up and we had like zero money down in Washington. Like it was, it was intense. I remember my parents like bought 200 bucks worth of groceries for us one time. And it was like, I was like crying so bad. Like it was like, we were just destitute down to that level. And it was really frustrating. Anyways, that's that's when I went back up there. Um, During this time though, while we were like super poor and kind of barely skimping by, I was working a full-time job. And then I also... I was like, man, I, I need to do something. I felt like I was good with kind of people. And I, I like, I really like to learn and stuff. And the easiest thing to go from there was just kind of like your entry level white collar job in a sense was selling insurance. So I spent a few months studying when I get home from work, got licensed. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how that happened. So I got licensed, was waiting to kind of get hired on. And that's when I went on the boat with Dan everything happened (laughs) (laughs) so after that happened then you uh used your light you've got a job here in homer right or you guys all moved back up to alaska yeah so we moved back um you know it was kind of like a little bit shell shocking to just realize like how like kind of fragile we were that at that point just financially and stuff so we had moved back to uh yeah back to homer alaska um and that's where i yeah got hired by a, a little tiny insurance agency there um, it was kind of a good opportunity. The person that was kind of like managing personal lines left, I went in. And so, yeah, it was, that's where I kind of went. And so, yeah, I just, this whole time I just like, was really like, man, I need to develop myself like professionally. And like, I'm super glad for that period of time. I don't think I could have just like dove into this before then. So I totally. spent a few years doing the, 
or a couple of years anyways, doing insurance. Um, but we got to move up really quickly because it was a very small company. And then, um, did the really well thing. there, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just challenging. Like I said, like this is, it's so different in that world. It's really like this really, really long-term game, but Mm -hmm. it definitely helped me. I mean, just like even from like a sales aspect of things, like just understanding how to like, you know, talk to people while you're, you know, doing other things. And anyways, it was really good. And during this whole time too, I was always like listening to podcasts and I kind of felt like I was like, man, you know, I, I like this to a degree. I don't know if I fully want this, but I know, like, I just kept telling my wife, like, Cause even that it paid okay, but it was nothing like, you know, major mm-hmm. by any means. And I was yeah. like, babe, I just, just like, if you can believe me, my wife was so great too. And just like trusting me through that, it must've been kind of horrible, mm-hmm. but I was just like, I know it's still going to be a dip. We're not going to, you know, at the time, all of our friends up in Alaska, I felt were like kind of catching up. They were getting to the point where everyone else was running boats or kind of, you know, getting into their careers. And I was like, still kind of lagging behind. There's a couple of years where I, it was like, you know, definitely kind of challenging that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm super glad for it. I just dove myself in a podcast. That's where it kind of came up, I think, to, to segue into where you guys are at, where I remember when you guys decided to stop fishing and, <clears throat> you know, you kind of made the same choice that I, I did, but very differently. You guys like, we're going to go do our own thing and you started doing video production and dude i was like so like jealous of that i was like mm-hmm. even though you guys weren't making like much money i was just in my mind i'm like yeah but you guys are doing something awesome and you guys are working like together and you guys had such a great culture even back then you know you guys have always been super cool guys to get to know um yeah and i was like genuinely like that just like when you guys started doing that it just kind of started turning the wheels in my head where i was like man it's not going to be video production that i'm going to be doing but I have to do something that I'm passionate about. Like I can't just Mm. sit here and like, even though this job has blessed me and given me a lot of like learning opportunities and stuff, like I can't just like rot away behind Mm -hmm. this desk for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so, so we're, we're obviously all friends throughout this process and Daniel and him were kind of talking behind the scenes. He's showing us these leads, these calls we're getting put together and and Patrick's like, dude, are you, he was pretty, pretty amazed if I remember correctly. And, and he's like, let me just try taking a couple calls and we'll see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At first you're like, you guys are, you were kind of unsure of our switch over until you saw the, the volume of leads we were getting Mm -hmm. right. And the quality. Yeah. Well, I think, so this is like the same, even though I was like respecting what you guys were doing and stuff, Alaska has such a different culture there too. And like a lot of it, you know, like even when I quit fishing, I even had the thing where like people, like I just felt like people instantly were like, we wouldn't quite say it, but it was like, like what do you do you know like why did you give up on that or like mm-hmm, oh yeah. you must have stopped very ambitious or you know like when you guys started doing your, your your side thing even though I came from that and I was like super envious of you guys you know I, I was like oh what do you got like it wasn't that it wasn't then when you first started doing video production I was like that's freaking awesome you guys did really cool like it was just hard because up in Alaska you produce a ten thousand dollar video and it's like what is someone going to do with that mm-hmm. you know how are you actually totally. going to utilize that but when you guys said when Dan you first told me that you're like taking like gonna switch over to running Facebook ads I mean I'm not even like a Facebook person by any means like I'm not like popping around on social media at all and it was just like <laughs> I just remember being like what like what are you doing like man, <laughs> Facebook ads like I was I was like that cliche of like everyone else that bugged me that kind of like acted like that to me even with insurance and I was like doing it to you guys <laughs> but yeah but that big break though is yeah when we got together because i remember we'd sometimes like meet at uh at lunchtime Mm -hmm. or like i remember 
one of the guys that you, you, your guys' employee, one of his strategies when you guys were starting the video stuff was to go to like the Homer Chamber of Commerce meetings, <laughs> which if you've never been to a Chamber of Commerce meeting, it's like the boringest thing in the world. <laughs> it was like networking, you know, and to like move up, you like sponsor the Chamber of Commerce and like totally. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, dude, I remember the first time when you were like, Hey dude, just, just check it out. So you guys had gone through a lot of training already. You knew like how to do it. And that's the thing is there's a lot of people that I think know how to do the basics, but it's a huge gap from that to actually like, even though you might know like how to actually having the experience and the confidence, like doing that in actual accounts for other people and getting people to trust you is a whole nother gap. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I remember like you opened up your books and I think like I looked at it and at the time you guys didn't have any like conditional anything for people. So anyone who like saw the ad and wanted to sign up for it could. And I think you guys had like two weeks pretty much solidly booked out with like a call every half an hour of like some company <laughs> that had come to you guys as ads and wanted to talk to you. And it like blew my mind. I was like, what? <laughs> like what? <laughs> Dude, I remember then you're like, cause we didn't know that you were going to like fully dive in or what that was going to look like. You're like, let me just yeah. take some calls on the side and like, see how it goes. And like, I can help definitely help you guys out. So we're like, yeah. all right, sweet. Well, we'll just pay you a commission for calls. You close, you can hop on. So I remember you get up at like 6am, <laughs> start taking calls before you went to insurance and then like take a few after work. And it was just yeah. like kind of a vicious cycle because it, you were working so much and like never resting <laughs> and just getting on calls, trying to learn it all. But you very, very quickly started like landing people and growing the agency. Talk about how that transition went, transitioning out of insurance into the agency, because you kind of just worked really hard to get into insurance and had this like easy long-term career path that seemed safe for your family. But then you saw this fun opportunity over here. What did that whole transition like look like and how did it feel for you and Jamie? Yeah, dude. I mean, it was pretty, it was, it was pretty scary, but I was also kind of at a point where I just, as much as like, it was kind of stable what I was doing. I just like, could not, if I were to imagine myself doing it for even like five more years, it was just like, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to do this? And no knock on the insurance agency agents at all. Like it, it's a, it's a solid thing. But for me personally, I was just like, I was just like dreading going to work, you know? And mm -hmm. like, I, I just felt like I'd like, I, I dove into it so hard and tried to learn everything I could about it. I yeah. just kind of got to this place where I was like, man. And um, yeah. So anyway, it, it was a thing. Um, and I think you guys too, cause at the time, I think when Dan had showed me all those leads, I think you guys maybe had a couple clients then you had like one really good case study that was kind of mind blowing to me or maybe two. Um, and we're just kind of getting there, but just massive demand for people contacting you guys. Um, what was cool yeah. about that experience too, once we started landing people, it wasn't like we were just uh, getting people on the books and then experimenting. I, I'd say a, a big uh, integral piece of our growth was having that mentor in place yeah. So that when we would land somebody, we would do all the work, but then we were like checking in, you know, almost daily, like saying, Hey, is this how it needs to be set up? And almost borrowing some of that confidence and some of that skill from somebody who's already been there. And that totally. really propelled us towards getting successful results for our clients, like pretty yeah. immediately. So that, that really helped in the process and made us feel really good about what we were doing. Yeah. Um, well, it's cool because we've always very much been results driven. And mm -hmm. even if Pat from the beginning felt like we weren't going to get that person excellent result, 
like he wasn't going to sell them even from the very beginning, which was, and we had to like learn our ideal client and stuff mm -hmm. like that over time. But just our core focus as a group was to like get good results. And if we didn't think we could, we, we just didn't feel right about selling people. Mm -hmm. totally. I remember that's kind of almost what led us solely into e-commerce because we were just crushing it in that space so hard. And we're like, all right, let's only do that because Mm -hmm. lead gen and stuff it's not as fun and we weren't getting as good of results so it just didn't feel right selling more of that mm -hmm. and so that's yeah. kind of what made our natural transition into the e-com space mm -hmm. yeah and, and so plainly put um basically saw the opportunity together patrick started taking calls at like before work at lunch and after work and you know was helping us close a few deals and then he's like, dude, like, I really think we can do something pretty amazing if I was on this full time. And so we came up with an agreement for for him to come on full time. And it's funny, we had a team meeting. Um, I guess it's been a few months now. But, you know, I had this uh, this talk prepared for for people because things were starting to ramp up even more. This is just pretty recently. And I was saying, you know, gratitude is the glue that holds us all together in the middle of chaos. And and so I wrote out something nice about each person. And for whatever reason, I accidentally started with with Daniel and Patrick. And when I read what I wrote, I immediately got hit with how significant everybody's mm. risk and sacrifice was for this to be able to be a thing. And I just remember, like, I'd say probably the biggest sale that any of us have made is the sale that we've had to make consistently to our wives because we, we departed from good, good income, good trajectories to go do something that didn't make sense for for a while and, yeah. and we all struggled there and so i'm even thinking about patrick and jamie like you know babe i'm gonna leave insurance and i'm gonna go take calls for for robbie and dad they have this new thing and, and like i i can't imagine how crazy that was but when i was reading patrick what i was so grateful about patrick is he just risked everything completely quit his career that he had been building god for so long and after so much hardship too you know he had already hit uh, some very hard times and that's what kind of led him to get on the Daniel's boat from yeah. Washington and all this stuff. And just, I, I've always been so impressed with, um, yeah, just the, just the overall risk and the belief that Patrick had in, in what we were doing and just so grateful that he took a chance on us. And I, I feel, I wanted to say that because it kind of transitions us into like, well, what happened after Patrick was on full time and it's it's pretty much just been like insane ever since it's been insane growth yeah it's been a crazy crazy ride I can't take all the credit for that either because I, I like when you guys first talked about it I remember I like Dan sent me training I spent a week in Dovin as hard as I could I was like everything I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and figure out everything all at once I took my first call and there was like this uh it was like a this guy agreed it, he had a huge project and I was trying to scope it out. You guys audited it. And it was like an $11,000 job. And uh, I pitched him the price. And he was like, yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? It was like shocking to me. And the, the thing is, though, is that, can you guys hear me? Is it breaking up? No, you're good. Crystal clear. No, the, the, the thing is about it, though, that deal actually didn't go through. I, I don't know if you guys remember, but I don't think I closed the deal for like a month. But I was really pumped on it. And at the time, I'd already been like, dude, we got to do this talked to my wife. She was on board. I talked to my boss at the insurance place. I just told him like, Hey, I just want to give you a heads up. Cause I had a really big role there. Like I'm kind of looking at potentially going this direction. 
it's not going to be right now, but I just want to let you know, like maybe in the next three months, six months. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, if this can happen, I wasn't just like purely courageous. I was trying to like, kind of like hedge my bet a little bit. And he was like pretty like hurt when I told him that. And he was like, you know what? Like, I'd rather you just put in your two weeks. <laughs> I was like, like and I don't no. even know if you guys have like fully agreed to like hiring me either. And then it was just like, we're doing it. <laughs> just got thrust right into it from that point. It's so yeah. Dude, side note on that, on that deal that we got like the verbal yes on that never came through. Pretty sure we popped champagne. <laughs> yeah, we're like, he got a big deal. Let's pop champagne. We thought we were just crushing it. And then it fell through. Oh, dude. Yeah. So there, I mean, there was some, some rough patches. You said like maybe didn't close for like a month or whatever, but there was just always such. What's that? Oh, but then it like took off. Remember yeah. Once too, it was like huge. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. So that was uh, almost five years ago now. Yeah. And it's pretty much just been like a steady and we've gotten distracted uh, with other side projects along the way, but it's just in my mind, it's been a pretty, uh, pretty solid path of just getting more clients, getting better results, publishing more case studies. And it's just been like a flywheel of like the more people we get good results for, the more referrals we're getting, the more authority we have, the more, uh, you know, case studies we can share in our ads. And it's just been like this, ever building thing and it's been really cool like there's definitely been some some distractions we tried to launch uh an ecom academy yeah. to teach people to do the same thing that we've done we hit that like capped our growing for like almost a solid year um but yeah it, it's been really crazy yeah it's crazy sitting on this side of it too because it doesn't feel like that long ago when we're all three sitting in a small room like mm -hmm. of this being our dreams and like what we needed to do to make provide yeah. for our families so it's crazy now sitting here with like 15 and full-time employees and like 70 plus clients and just all these amazing results like it's dude it, it's crazy thinking back to those times from from this side of it one thing that blows my mind and i think about all the time is like you know it, it's always been appealing to me to to create an impact and i think a lot of people when they're starting business they try to think about you know what's my why What's the purpose of my business? And there's, a, we've been doing a lot of work there and there's stuff outside of uh, generating wealth and generating resources. But if I ever went to Robbie five or six years ago and I said, you, you know, five years from now, you will have generated the world like 45 million more dollars than what would have been there without you. I, I probably wouldn't have believed it, but I, we've been keeping track of like how much revenue we've generated for our clients and dude, it's significant. It's like 45, 50, yeah, 50 yeah. million dollars. And for that to come from, you know, three guys in a small office coming together and read some ads, like, I don't know that I would have believed it. Yeah. Totally. And again, there's so much more purpose and impact that happens as a result of that. Like money's one thing that's cool. It's really easy to rally around. But when you see somebody go from making, you know, $10,000 a month in their store to now doing like eight hundred, nine hundred thousand $900,000 a month. Like their life is 100% different. Totally. They are now a house of resource. They're now employing people. They're scale Like they're, they're learning new things that they never knew were possible. Yeah. And they're like a totally new person because of it. And so it's just such an honor, such a privilege 
to have a team where we can do that consistently day in, day out, and for it to be a direct result of us um, just taking steps of faith, taking risk, and uh, just doing the best with what we have every single day. Yeah, Pat, I feel like that's something you're really good at, too, is relating to people, because essentially we've all been in that same spot of starting something new, seeing initial success, but not knowing how to scale it or what the next step looks like. You're really mm-hmm. good at like showing people the path and, and kind of putting like, not shoving them in, but like encouraging them to like take <laughs> a risk for their business, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's so fun, like, cause that's what we all did. So now you're able to share that with people, but it's so fun then to see their businesses explode and see their journey and be like, dude, that's the kind of the journey we're on essentially. But you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah, it's one of the reasons I'm so grateful that we like had the experience that we did and started off how we did. We all kind of came from mm-hmm. that like very bottom. We we're making like, I mean, even when we started, we didn't just start off like charging a bunch. We did so many performance deals that like half of them didn't work out for us. Or it was just a ton of craziness, which yeah, is a whole totally. other thing. But it, as far as like finding like, you know, once we really had kind of gotten past this, it's this first stage where it's like, you got to like put on your own mask before you can help other people. And just like getting to that place with our families and then really seeing it scale, it, it almost just like became our own purpose. Cause yeah, you start seeing that over and over again. Like I have so many conversations with people all the time that they're at their own personal spot that way, you know, hiring an agency isn't the same, like, you know, they, they made a bigger risk when they started the business, but there's all, I mean, there's so many times that I'm just right there and I know exactly what it's like you know, everyone has their own journey and it's, it's tough. Like I didn't just fully do it. Like I said, like I kind of had my own kind of got pushed through the door, you know, mm, totally, um, but it totally, I mean, I feel like out of that, we kind of developed like our big, huge passion. Like I know one of the, my favorite thing about this job, hands down, besides just like absolutely loving the team that we have and like our culture and environment is like take talking to someone, taking the time to like really like assess their business, see where they're at and have them like take a big, scary leap of faith. And then three months down the road, see them like in an absolutely totally different place. It's like, sometimes I can almost cry, like thinking about mm-hmm. it. It's like a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, so I'm super grateful. And even you guys too, I think a huge part of that, which kind of ties into how we work too, is um, I think from the very beginning and one of the reasons why I was like, I'm always going to, I always want to work with the two of you in some capacity mm-hmm. is I think like both of you just had such a good not just like a vision, but you guys had kind of no ego about it. You guys were there to like, you know, figure out if there was something that you could do better or if there was someone that could help us. Like you guys were constantly hiring, even when it was so fragile, we we're still making money. I remember you guys paying for this like super expensive coach to like listen to all my calls. You had people audit our account and tell us like how we sucked, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I mean, there's so much that you guys invested into like coaching and pe- hiring people who have different skill sets and like, there's no way, like, I, I'm much more kind of like, I'm going to figure it out on my own. And, I, you know, I trust myself more than someone else's opinion. Mm-hmm. And there's pros and cons to both for sure. But it's just been incredible. Like, and that kind of same philosophy that you guys took at the very beginning of like, okay, let's, let's in a business, there's no real time to sit around and kind of BS. Like you can fantasize in your head and come mm-hmm. up with you know, what your problems are. But if you're going to give yourself a real shot, like you got to honestly open up, the, you know, put some light on things and look at it mm-hmm. and not be afraid to say, hey, we're messing up here. Hey, you know, we need to do this. We need to do this. And someone else probably knows it better than we do, you know, and that's the only way I think we succeed 
succeeded. And I don't, I'm just like such a big believer in that, even with, you know, other companies that we talk to, whether they work with us or somebody else, or maybe it's not, you know, there's all, timing and all kinds of issues, but it's like, man, if you can clearly identify where your bottleneck is and then attack, attack that with all the resources you can throw at it, like mm -hmm. it, you're giving yourself such a good shot. So, yeah. So I have, I have a question for you guys. So when we look at our journey, you know, there's obviously been a lot of hard, hard things, but also a lot of victories. And, and now we're at a place where I feel like we're, we're very victorious. I feel really good about where we're, where we are and where we're going. If you look at our journey, what are the belief systems or the values that were, that got us to where we are now? Man, I feel like Pat just went through a few of them, but definitely always investing in ourselves like mm -hmm. always we, like from day one like you said we've always been major believers investing in ourselves and our knowledge mm -hmm. to grow but we also had a vision of this is going to work out regardless mm -hmm. of what the current circumstance looks like we had this like overwhelming sense like this is going to be successful so i think coming from that mindset of success uh helped us in the mm -hmm. times that were rough like just knowing hey it's hard right now, but here's where I think we can go with this. Mm -hmm. So having that vision too, those are a few of the, that I can think of off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah. And even just to kind of like add on to that, I think the way that I would describe it is that, um, we all had this, uh, we, we took ownership over things. So like we, we have this belief that life doesn't happen to you. You're not a victim of your circumstances. Life happens for you. Yeah. And so we had this belief that no matter what it was, it was happening so that we could get to our next step. So if we're thinking about, you know, some of the really hard times, some of the times where at the end of the month, we're like, you know, doing our finances and we went backwards and we're not, we don't know how we're going to, you know, get to the next month or something like that. We're like, okay, this is actually strengthening us and this is mm -hmm. going to get me to where I'm wanting to go. So always having that belief that life is happening for us and yeah. it's not happening like against us or to us. Totally. I feel like has been super powerful and it really allows you to view good or bad events uh, with a proper perspective that that's actually conducive to you continuing to grow and yeah. continuing to get closer to your goals. I think another big one too, Pat, you can add your thoughts too, but I was going to say we've always had uh, a personal connection with our clients too, where we really genuinely cared about each mm -hmm. individual and their businesses. Um mm -hmm almost to a fault sometimes because sometimes we'd get someone a little nasty and they'd just be super mean or something mm -hmm. or like threaten us and take it personally, you know, cause you cared so much for that person. They paid us money to like get them results. They're mad about something or freaking out. Something didn't go the way they thought. So it's like a way to take it personally. But I think it also really helped us because we ha we wanted so badly to get everyone results. We cared so much for, the relationship and you know serving them to the best of our capabilities mm -hmm. and that kind of still runs through the company mm -hmm. yeah totally um i don't i mean i don't know what to, to add to that per se yeah i just didn't know if the i i know there's a few like value systems belief systems that we've always been able to stay anchored into but i just thought it was interesting to try and put our finger on it for a second um, it'd be, it'd be a fun exercise for us to, to write them all down, which we've done some of that, but those are kind of some of the ones that come to the top of my head right now. Totally. I think, 
I think some of it too, as far as belief systems is like, we had such a, it sounds cliche, but an authentic experience. Like we went through this entire thing. It was, it's not like a joke, you know, like we, mm-hmm. we had a lot of struggles and battles and issues. And I think it's kind of like, I've just seen it even before clients, even just with our team members, when we start hiring more and stuff, like one of the best things that you guys do and one of the things I'm most proud of with our business is just like how great our employees are and how mm-hmm, like, yeah. you know, we have such a great team, but I think like part of going through all these prop, like all these issues and problems kind of like softens your heart a little bit, you know? And I think we have a lot of empathy and like, I think a, a lot of what we've built this around, even in terms of like, this might not be the most defined thing in the world, but in terms of our core values and whatnot, I think we've all seen these massive impacts and like our lives be changed so much, not even just money wise, like that's the least of it mindset, health, marriage, like all this kind of stuff. And that's what we're consistently pushing towards like our employees and our team Mm -hmm. to kind of like, you know, improve and make it better and all these things. And we look at it like businesses the same way. And like, I just, yeah, I I love it. Like I just, there's been so many times in my life where I've had so much like drive and passion and want to push for something. And I just didn't even have an outlet to do that. I didn't have yeah. enough tools to do that. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are like that where, you know, they have so much potential and so much, you know, that could happen. And then people just kind of get stuck in these ruts, you know, or they just never really fully got the opportunity or had someone kind of walk it through. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's crazy how much we see it. I used to think it was super rare to see transformations like that, like that never happens, you know, or like mm-hmm. that's like a one in a million or whatever. And it, we've seen it so many times with clients, people we work with, people that have yeah. like worked with us and then gone on and done their own agency or gone on and done their own thing. Like we're just, you guys, I think that's one of your guys' biggest strengths, even from like the very get go is you don't try and limit our team. You know, like the way that we do best is when everyone else is at their best. And like, you guys have always been like pretty clear from the time that you hire someone that like, you know, if this is a journey that you're on, we want to help you as much as we possibly can. (laughs) So I think one of the biggest things that you guys have done, and this has been pretty transformative in my life too, is like, because what we went through was so authentic, like we went through this all this whole experience and kind of came out the other side. I think it's just given us such a like soft heart and empathy towards like even clients or mm-hmm. our team and employees and just kind of like, it's a never ending process, you know, but I, I think that you guys do such a good job at encouraging growth, not having such an ego that like keeps it down. Cause really like we've been blessed with some of the best employees ever. And the only way that happens is when you like, let them be free, you know, mm, totally. like you guys have given so many opportunities from day one to be like, man, if, if your goal is to do this, or you want to go in this direction, like go do it, you know, like we want to encourage that. And if we can be part of that and you can come in and do work. And, and because of that, I think we have just such loyal, awesome people that we work with that feel like empowered and like, and then that pulls, pours down to like the clients, you know, and that's like, that's our, you know, our, our team mission is kind of like to do that same thing, you know, it's kind of give them, even if it's not with us, I can't tell you how many calls we get on that aren't even, you know, maybe it's not a right fit right now, or maybe it's just like a little too much or it's not the right timing or whatever. And just like kind of that culture of just consistently giving value mm-hmm. and trying to like help someone, even if it's not with us has come back to us, like, 20 fold because there's mm-hmm. so many things that I think even just so operationally what we do as a team you guys pay like I mean we pay super good for you know all of our clients we pay good salaries we give them like good good positions to raise with no expect I mean there's so many things that we do that I think like a business coach would look at and be like what are you doing too <laughs> much too much freedom 
they could just go leave whenever they want to. Like there's so many things like that. Even with our clients, we don't sign long-term contracts. And I think because of that, we've just gotten back like a hundredfold what we put into it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. You guys. Dude, it's really fun. Uh, you know, just kind of remembering some of the parts of the journey in, in Patrick's piece. And I kind of want to wrap up by saying this, by, by coming here, but like uh, a few weeks ago, we hopped on the team meeting now it's it's not just the three of us all crammed into one tiny office it's there's you know 20 21 people now part of this team and we're growing that it, it's been growing month over month we're hiring people every single month and uh you know had the privilege of hopping onto a team meeting and you know making it official that uh patrick is now a, a partner in in the business yeah and he's always earned well and you know rightfully so earns earns a sales commission and he's always been so productive but it's been so fun too to to make it official and you know you've been around as a as a founding member and a founding partner and just um just a few weeks ago we made it official and so he's a he's a full partner in the business and uh yeah guys i just want to say Thank you so much for this journey. It's been pretty incredible, and I, I can't even imagine where we're going to be in another five years. Yeah, dude, I feel the same. It's been a wild ride, boys. 100%. Thank you so much. Remember <laughs> one of our early clients, a phrase I love, it was, we, we went through all this stuff, and we started getting results, and I, I remember he was looking at some case studies, and he was like, he was like man, who would have thought? couple good old boys from Homer, Alaska <laughs> running this multi-million dollar agency. We've <laughs> <laughs> said that so many times, dude, but I just, yeah, I can't believe it. I'm so freaking grateful for you guys for just like the opportunities we've had in the world. Like, yeah, there's always hard times. It's never just rainbows and butterflies, but I seriously feel like we could conquer anything like the way that we're going. So yeah, totally. Well, here's to the next five boys. It's Patrick Schilling, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. Founder Story Part 2. And we'll see you next time.